It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. And welcome on in to CBS Sports Radio. It is Ryan Hickey here with you on this Tuesday. Welcome. Appreciate you for making us a part of your day right here. But where else? With us on CBS Sports Radio. So I'm sure you've heard throughout the day so far today, coming off of yesterday's Monday night game, the big question when it comes to the Bears of should they keep Justin Fields or should they trade Justin Fields? Should they give him a chance next year or draft the number one overall pick that they have from the Carolina Panthers? Caleb Williams, Drake May, any quarterback you want, insert their name there at number one. What should the Bears do a quarterback? I'm sure whatever radio station you listen to, hopefully us right here on CBS Sports Radio all day, whatever tweets you've read and inter- interacted with, whatever articles you've read as well, even water cooler talk, I'm sure that has been the big discussion so far for most of this Tuesday. I have a different takeaway from last night's Bears win over the Vikings when it comes to their future, and that's this. I think coaching is a bigger problem and needs to be a bigger emphasis for the Bears than quarterback. Matt Eberflus, the head coach, Luke Getze, the offense coordinator, they ain't it. They showed you last night they ain't it. Especially from an offensive perspective, where this is an offensive-driven league, where scoring points is how some of the most of the best teams win games. They don't do it by great defense. They do it by great offense. The Bears are offensively challenged. Four turnovers, four field goals. Could not score an offensive touchdown last night at all, no matter how many chances the Vikings gave them. And while you could say, yes, that's on fields, and they got to get a quarterback, Ryan, what are you talking about? A different quarterback in there that's better than Justin Fields will get this offense going. I would disagree. Because that offensive game plan last night was pathetic. And I think no matter what quarterback you plug in there, Fields, Williams, May, nothing is changing. For me, the Bears' woes on offense start at head coach. They got to get that right before they can finally, for the first time, really in their franchise history, actually get a quarterback they can wrap their arms around, embrace, and truly feel good about. And I don't think any quarterback you bring in is having success right now on this team and in this system with the current head coach and offensive coordinator in place. And that's why if I'm the Bears, it's time to go to drastic measures. We have talked about a lot the history or really the futile history of the Bears when it comes to quarterbacks and really offensive football. That is why yesterday, to me, confirmed it is time for the Bears to actually be serious about getting better in offense. That starts with getting a great offensive-minded head coach, which is why if I'm the Bears, yesterday was the the last straw on the camel's back. It is time you use that number one overall pick that you're going to inevitably get when the Panthers finish this year with the worst record. Use that number one overall pick, not for a quarterback, for a head coach. Go trade the number one overall pick and get yourself a bona fide, elite Offensive-minded head coach in Chicago. I'm talking about calling the Rams and dangling that number one overall pick to see if Sean McVay would come to Chicago. I'm calling the 49ers, dangling that number one overall pick, seeing if Kyle Shanahan is coming to Chicago. I'm calling the New York Giants, dangling that number one pick to get Brian Dayball, who's had a good history of developing quarterbacks, most recently Josh Allen. 
and seeing if he is coming to Chicago. And I'm even calling the Colts. Shane Steichen has done a tremendous job early on with Anthony Richardson in the limited time he played. But now with Gardner Minshew, the Colts are a playoff team and a top 10 offense with Gardner Minshew playing so far in 10 of the first 11 games of the season. That is great offensive-minded head coaching. And that is adjusting to the circumstances. I'm calling the Colts and seeing if, seeing if the number one overall pick is enough to get Shane Sykin off their roster, come a little bit north, and go to Chicago. You have to use that number one overall pick to get yourself an established offensive-minded head coach because before you can draft a quarterback, you need a guy that can put that quarterback in the position to succeed. Because look, it's not like the Bears have not had high draft picks before. right? It's not like this is going to be their first opportunity to draft a quarterback in the first round and high in the first round. Just look at the last few years. You took Mitch Trubisky number two overall. Look, Mitch has his own faults and his own flaws. I don't think he's very good. Personally, I was a Deshaun Watson fan coming out of Clemson. But, hey, nonetheless, hindsight in, uh, is always twenty twenty, right? But you go back a few years ago, Mitch is bad, but he also had no chance to succeed because he was playing under a head coach of Matt Nagy who was an old-school, my-way-or-the-highway kind of guy. Matt Nagy was running his offense no matter who his quarterback was and no matter who the offensive pieces were. He did zero adjustments when it comes to changing his scheme and philosophy based on the personnel you have. That's what great coaches do. They don't just sit there and say, well, we're going to run this offense that's built for Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to keep it the exact same if we have Lamar Jackson. You adjust the offense based on the type of quarterback you have, based on the skill positions you have, based on the offensive line you have. Cater your play calling and offensive game plan to the roster. That's what great coaches do. Matt Nagy did not do that. He was stubborn. He was hard-headed, and he did not adjust whatsoever. That gave Mitch Trubisky no chance to succeed. Okay, fine. So Mitch is gone. Let's bring Justin Fields in another top pick in the first round. And he has talent. Like, I think you saw... The last really two weeks, the Lions game last week and even now on Monday night against the Vikings, well, yes, they did not score an offensive touchdown on Monday night. You saw flashes from Fields. You saw early on getting the ball out fast was decisive. You saw late in the game, biggest play of the game on third down and 10, he lets it rip across the middle 30 yards for a first down, get the Bears in field goal territory, ended up winning the game on the field goal. Fields has talent. He has a lot of talent. Now, does he need some coaching? Absolutely. Does he need to improve himself? Sure. Have the Bears, though, put him in a position to succeed? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just look at the game call, uh, the, the play calling, I should say, from Monday night. Justin Fields attempted two passes all game over 20 yards. One was incomplete, and one was the final throw of the game from him that rocketed to DJ Moore over the middle that was ended up being the biggest play of the game. Every other throw, screens, dump-offs, five-yard out routes. I think Justin Fields still has a lot of talent, and I still think he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. I don't think the game plan, or game plan and the play calling yesterday was truly indicative of what the of how the Bears feel about Fields. Like I think they were overly cautious and they played not to lose versus let's just let him go and let's see what he can do. They played scared. And that's part of the reason why last night, look at the coaching, especially the play calling, it was embarrassing. 
It was absolutely embarrassing. And I don't think anything is changing if you sub out Justin Fields and put in Caleb Williams. Put in Drake May. If Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze are back next year in Chicago, I don't care who the quarterback is. We are going to be talking about the Bears near the top of the draft again in 2025, then again in 2026, then again in 2027, and probably by 2027 talking about, well, is it time to draft Arch Manning's brother? Uh, Whoever, you know, insert whatever quarterback is a hot prospect in 2027 because it's going to be the same thing for the Bears. You can draft quarterbacks high. They don't have the coaching staff to get the most out of them. And that's why if I'm Chicago, enough is enough. You truly want change on offense. You truly want to have a quarterback hit and be there for more than three or four years and actually develop into being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That starts not by getting the right guy at quarterback. That starts by getting the right guy at head coach. And that's why I think if you are right now Ryan Poles, general manager, and this might even go above him and go to Kevin Warren, the president, you got to be bold. You have to be aggressive this offseason and say, you know what? We're going to use that number one overall pick, not for a quarterback, for a head coach. And I think it's doable. I think it's absolutely doable. Sean McVay has had retirement rumors, right? Last offseason, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? When you look at right now what's going on in L.A., while they are having a resurgence here in the second half of the season and are in the playoff mix, that roster feels old and already just two years removed from the Super Bowl. That team and that arrow feels over. Is Matthew Stafford going to be in the team next year? I can't say that's a guarantee. Is Aaron Donald going to retire this offseason? This might be the year he actually does. This team is pretty close to truly being fully broken up for the one that won a Super Bowl two years ago. So if you're Sean McVay, do you, are you going to draft a quarterback late in the first round in the mid-teens? Or do you want to go to Chicago, who, sure, will give up the number one overall pick to get you, but they still have the number four pick. Maybe that means Bo Nix. Maybe that means Michael Penix Jr. Maybe that means Drake May drops down two spots and he's there at number four. However you want to use it, phrase it, you're going to have a top four pick most likely used for a quarterback at your disposal. I think that, that injection of youth, that having for the first time in McVay's career, a quarterback he can hand-select, he can mold, I think he's going to be enticing for McVay if he wants to leave L.A. and kind of have a new career challenge. I think that would reinvigorate him and have him stay in the NFL maybe a lot longer than he plans on right now. That, I think, is, would be very enticing for McVay if this Rams team does break up and we see Stafford maybe traded or on his last legs. Kyle Shanahan, personally, I don't think is realistic, but if you're the Bears, you have to make the call. This is a guy who doesn't matter who the quarterback is, he finds ways to win because he knows how to scheme an offense. He knows how to call plays. He knows how to put players in positions to succeed, which is why you could take Mr. Relevant and Brock Purdy, plug him in middle of the season, and not skip a beat and go to the NFC title game no problem. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, talent on offense. And obviously, that's going to be the, the biggest difference going from San Francisco to Chicago is the lack of weapons you're going to have on the Bears compared to the 49ers. But Shannon is a guy that when he got to San Francisco was low on talent. Built it up and was able to build basically a QB 
less system, if that, you know, if you catch my drift there, where the quarterback is irrelevant, the scheme and the players around the quarterback are what make the QB successful, not vice versa. Brian Dayball, things look bad right now in New York. If you're the Giants who need an infusion of talent in the worst way, they have, I think, the fourth pick right now. You give them the number one overall pick and the fourth pick right now to have at their disposal, I absolutely think they're open to that conversation and open to trading their head coach who they are on a two-game winning streak right now. But before that, Dayball was under fire. Fans were calling for his job. Like The Giants would absolutely be open to trading Brian Dayball for the number one overall pick. And the Colts, too, again, you see what Shane Steichen has done. Jim Mercer is a madman. And also, Jim Mercer, too, is someone who loves former players. If the Bears come and say, look, you can have the number one overall pick, which you can use to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean, as a Colts fan, I can't sit here and guarantee you that Ursay is going to say no. The guy loves former players, and if you give him an opportunity to get Marvin Harrison's son on your team, Jim is a, is crazy enough to do it. I mean, hell, he made Jeff Saturday head coach, all right? Nothing is off the table with Jim Mercer. So if you're the Bears, you got to realize two things here. Number one, there is no such thing as a quarterback savior. Caleb Williams dropped in on this roster. Drake May dropped into this roster with this coaching staff. They are not coming in, putting on a Superman cape, and all of a sudden turning the Bears' fortunes around. They need help. They need themselves to be put in position, uh, in a position to succeed. You cannot put the entire weight of the franchise on their shoulders and say, all right, Caleb, here you go. You got to now lead us to victory. You got to now turn our franchise around and be the sole reason why we are winning. You have to overcome bad coaching, bad offensive line play, an okay running game, questionable receivers outside of DJ Moore. You got to overcome all of that to still win us 10 games here and get us in the playoffs every single year. Good luck, Caleb. Good luck, Dre. Uh, Drake. Combine Drake and May there. Dre. Good luck, Drake. That's not happening. That you cannot, there are no saviors in the draft. Look at Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be the, the greatest quarterback out of the draft since Andrew Luck. His first year, he looked like a bust. Why? Couldn't overcome bad coaching from Urban Meyer. Now, all of a sudden, Doug Peterson gets, uh, gets there, and now he's starting to live up to the hype. It's not a coincidence. That's number one. There is no such thing as a savior in the draft. So the Bears cannot look at the number one overall pick and say, we're getting Caleb Williams, we're getting Drake May, nothing else is going to change, and we're going to now have our sights set on playoff contention. No, no, no. That's number one. Number two is you can't get a quarterback before you get a head coach. You absolutely need a head coach in place that knows how to develop young quarterbacks, that knows how to get the most out of them, that knows how to call a good play to put them in a position to succeed, but knows how to cater a game plan to their strengths. The Bears have had top picks in the draft and have whiffed on all of them. Sure, some of the quarterbacks have been bad. Not all of them. I think a large part is they have not had the coaching, the proper coaching, to put them in a position to succeed. And that is why if I'm the Bears, enough is enough. Yesterday showed we need to change. And that change starts with getting an actual offensive-minded, legitimate, bona fide, successful head coach uh, uh, on your team. And that's why I, if I'm the Bears, I am trading the number one overall pick. I'm calling the Rams for Sean McVay. I'm calling the 49ers for Kyle Shanahan. I'm calling the Giants for Brian Dayball. 
I'm calling the Colts for Shane Steichen. I need a head coach if I'm the Bears and I'm using that number one overall pick to get one. I'm curious your thoughts here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and then number three. If you were the Bears right now, if your team was in the position the Bears were, where you had a bad head coach in Matt Eberflus, a bad offensive coordinator in Luke Getze, would you trade the number one overall pick for a head coach? Or would you use and keep that number one overall pick to get Caleb Williams or Drake May? Because the odds are, if you trade the number one overall pick, let's just say for argument's sake, Sean McVay. Let's say the Bears make the trade, number one overall pick, Sean McVay is now their head coach. You're not getting Caleb Williams, and you're not going to get Drake May. Like the Rams, you would think, are going to take one of those two guys. The Giants are in the mix there at four. The Patriots are in the mix there. The Cardinals, like, I would expect both those quarterbacks to be off the board by the time the Bears pick, which currently right now is fourth, comes around. And I think if you're the Bears, that's the right move. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Would you trade the number one overall pick for a head coach instead of a quarterback? Also, when we do return here, um, because it's all but likely, or all, that's a terrible way to phrase it, because it seems basically at this point inevitable that Justin Fields is not going to be on the Bears next year. What's the best landing spot for him? I got the perfect fit for Justin Fields, and it's a team that Bears fans know very well. I'll tell you that team when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey here with you on this Tuesday, right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. A happy Tuesday to you. Thank you for making us a part of it. I think on this Tuesday morning, if you are someone in the Bears front office, after last night's win, win over the Vikings, but zero touchdowns scored, you got to come to the realization that for yes, I think Justin Fields is on his way out of Chicago. That experiment is all but over. Seemingly, now it's just playing out the last six games. But even a bigger emphasis right now than the most important position in all sports, quarterback, I think you got to put a lot of your resources to getting a real and true head coach. And I think for me, that means being serious and trading the number one overall pick and trying to lure some of the great offensive minds to your team. I'm calling the Rams to see if Sean McVay for the number one overall pick is open to get traded to Chicago. I'm calling the 49ers, seeing if Kyle Shanahan wants a new challenge. I'm calling the Giants. Brian Dayball has had a great history of developing young quarterbacks. I want him, if I'm the Bears, developing my quarterback, I take with the number four overall pick. Or even if you keep Justin Fields, developing him and see if you can get the most out of Fields Going forward, I'm calling the Colts, who Shane Sykin has right now this indie team, not only as a top 10 offense in the league, also in a playoff spot, despite the fact that Gardner Minshew has played all but one game so far this season. These coaches know how to develop talent and know how to get the most out of whatever quarterback is playing under center. That's what the Bears need, because the Bears have drafted a ton of quarterbacks in the first round. They all have failed. They have never one time found an actual franchise quarterback. And sure, some of them are just bad draft picks. Swings and misses 
on quarterbacks that had no chance to work out. Other times, I don't think the quarterbacks were put in a position to succeed. So if I'm the Bears, I'm saying, you know what? We've had a bad history of quarterback play. Let's get the head coach higher right. Let's get a, a true offensive mind on our team first, and then we can worry about quarterback second. That's why the number one overall pick you have from Carolina, I'm using, if I'm Ryan Poles, GM of the Bears, to trade for a head coach, not draft a quarterback. What would you do? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If your team was the Bears, or I should say in the Bears position, where you have the number one overall pick, you have your own pick as well, both right now in the top five. Would you consider trading the number one overall pick for a quarter, uh, for a head coach? And get an offensive-minded guy there first, then worry about getting a quarterback second. David is in Dallas. What's up, David? Hickey, man, usually I agree with you on this stuff, but the number one overall pick, if I'm a coach, I, I don't want you to give up your best asset for me to come over. Um, you know, that would hurt my ability to really want the job. Second of all, some of these guys, their track record isn't as great as it sounds. Um, you didn't, the Jets didn't even have to give up the number one pick for Bill Parcells. Uh, I mean, who was just coming off the Super Bowl and already had a long history of success. I'm, I'm sorry, but I wouldn't do the number one pick. Now, I might do number four, do a trade down, and maybe say I'll trade – Four for, let's just say hypothetically it was San Francisco. For San Francisco's pick at 27. And then in the second round, I'll trade four for 27. But, no, I, I wouldn't give up the number one pick overall for a, a coach because I think that would hurt the coach one to come there. Well, part of it, he David. He not have his pick of the litter. Part of it. Now, I get your point. Part of it, though, is you got to entice the team to trade the coach. Like, that's why I'm dangling the number one overall pick out. Like, for example, The Broncos last year, right, traded for Sean Payton. They gave up a first-round pick and a second-round pick to get Sean Payton on their team. But it wasn't like like the Saints had no choice, right, because Sean Payton retired. He's never going to coach for them again. Right now, we are talking about at least the the coaches I've identified and think that are realistic here. There is right now no incentive for the Rams to trade McVay, for the 49ers to trade Shanahan, for the Giants to trade Dable, or the Colts to trade Steichen. You have to make it, forget about the, the coaches worthwhile. You got to make it the teams worthwhile to be okay with giving up what are these four names, top 10 coaches in the sport. That's why, like, if they want the number four of our pick instead of number one, David, I'm all for it. But I think you got to also entice some of these teams to be like, you know what? Let's do it. That's part of it. I understand. I understand the team might want to do it, but then when you go back and you want to bring the coach over, he says, well, well, hell no, I'm not agreeing to that. I'm not going to a team where we're giving up the number one pick for me. You know, it's kind of like with some of these NBA superstars. They don't want to get traded for one another. They want to get traded for 18 draft-protected first-round picks. Right. They don't want to get traded for each other. No, I hear you. They want to team up. Right. No, it's a fair point. I appreciate the call, David. But I think also, too, is like you have the number four overall pick. That also, by the way, could, like we're sitting here with six weeks left, the Bears could end up third, second maybe. Like, it's still like a not a done deal. But if you are, again, a coach of the guys we listed here, you're, it's not like you're not picking again the first round. You're giving up the number one overall pick to get one of these guys on your team. But then you're also 
picking fourth. So you still have a chance to get a quarterback. Still have a chance to, again, draft the guy that you want. Still have a chance, by the way, too, if you like Justin Fields and say, you know what, there's talent there. This coaching staff is just not giving him a chance to, uh, to succeed. Keep Justin Fields. But you still have, I think you can have the best of both worlds where you give up a big asset to get one of these big-name coaches on your team, but also still have assets as well from the Panthers to use to draft um, the quarterback you want and still get high-level players from the draft as well. Mark is calling from Nebraska. What's up, Mark? Hey, how's it going? It's good, man. Uh, What's going on? My, my first question is, uh, were you dating today or uh, just curious? I did not hear that, Mark. You broke up. Were you day drinking today? Oh, no, not today. I uh, I am not totally today. sober. If you were a cop and I'd have a breathalyzer right now, it'd be 0.00. <laughs> well, the, the whole thing of, of Fields is your guy. Fields is not the guy. He is not the guy. He misses open receivers. He showed it last night. He averages a fumble a game in every game. Yep. Look it up. He averages yep. a 35 a game. games, 35 fumbles. Thank you. So, I mean, he is not the guy. He's, I'm not saying he's I the do, guy. I, I do agree. What's that? I never said he was the guy. I'm saying if you're one of these coaches that think he has talent, you can keep him, but that's really all but over at this point. Your, your question was if we were, if I was the Bears or whatever, Fields is gone. Trade him for a third rounder, fourth, fourth rounder if you want. Trade him to Atlanta. He'd be great in Atlanta, but he's, he's, not, he's not the guy for the Bears. Bears should get Williams and... Marvin Harrison Jr. with their two picks. So you would not trade for a head coach? No, no. Get, why not go for Harbaugh? And then you wouldn't have to trade uh, a first-round pick. Well, I mean, I, if, I, if I'm the Bears, though, I'm done taking risks. And that's that's a thing, Mark, is why you could go to Jim Harbaugh. I appreciate the call, buddy. Um, for the record, no, I am not drunk. I am totally sober. Um you can go Jim Harbaugh. I just think it's another risk. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh's been out of the NFL for a while. He's been known to rub a lot of people the wrong way. A lot of success at Michigan. Absolutely a lot of success in the NFL with the 49ers for sure. But at this point, like I, if I'm the Bears, I am done taking risks. I need sure things. And that's why the coaches I listed, I would absolutely give up the number one overall pick to try to get a sure thing at head coach. Draft picks, too, are, are not guarantees. I think Marvin Harrison Jr., is going to be legit and going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. I'm a big Caleb Williams guy. Not so much Drake May, but I'm a big Caleb Williams guy. But we've talked about a lot of these sure thing prospects that come out and amount to nothing whatsoever. I, if I'm the Bears, I think it's time you get a real head coach first because also, too, as we've seen with all four of these head coaches, by the way, you don't need a number one overall pick to have success. Kyle Shanahan is going to the playoffs every year right now and winning a lot of games with Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft. You have Shane Steichen right now having the Colts in a playoff spot with Gardner Minshew as a journeyman backup. You don't need a a number one overall pick here on your team to pair with this head coach in order to have success. These coaches have success no matter who the quarterback is. And that's why I think if I am the Bears, I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to put my eggs in the head coaching basket first Get a sure thing. And if they like a quarterback in the draft and at number four, they feel like this is the perfect fit for us, okay, let's do it. If they think Justin Fields is the best option for this team, okay, let's do it. They want to bring in a free agent quarterback, okay, let's do it. I think the Bears need guidance, and that, to me, that guidance starts with getting a head coach that knows what the hell he's talking about. 
And I would be I would be personally afraid if I'm the Bears of going back to Jim Harbaugh after his time away in the NFL when things do change and his propensity to be abrasive. I just wouldn't want to run the risk of Harbaugh's second stint in the NFL being a failure. I think at this point, you need a short thing. That's why for me, number one overall pick, I'm dangling to trade for a head coach. All right, we'll continue to take your thoughts here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If your team was in the position of the Chicago Bears, where they have the number one and right now number four overall picks, are you drafting a quarterback right now in number one? Or would you be open to trading that number one overall pick to get a head coach, a real head coach, on your sidelines? We'll take your thoughts. And also, when we do return, I think Justin Fields still has talent. I still think he's not a bust or, or done in the NFL. And there's one team I think if he goes to, will have a lot, lot of success with the perfect fit for Fields. When we do return, it is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. An opinion for you on the best landing spot for Justin Fields. It's the Vikings. I think it's the teams we saw last night play on Monday Night Football. If the Bears are dead set on drafting a quarterback at number one overall, at number four overall, and they say, you know what, Justin? Your time here in Chicago is done. We're going to move on for you. And now Justin Fields is on the trade market. I think the team that should be the most aggressive to go get him is Minnesota because it's truly the perfect marriage. And let's just talk about really fast here what Justin Fields is as a quarterback. Justin Fields, right, is athletic. He has, I think, still a good arm. He's now slow on reading the field. That's definitely frustrating. His he holds onto the ball too long, sometimes has to see a receiver open before he can throw it. His anticipation skills need to improve. His deep ball accuracy also needs to improve as well. But I do think still there are a lot of traits he has that are positive, that are attractive to a lot of other teams. And then you can easily sell yourself, especially if you have to give up just a second, third, fourth round pick to go get him. And then you can easily sell to yourself if you're another team. Well, look, you had Matt Nagy, who stinks as the head coach. You had Matt Eberflus, who hired Luke Getzing, who is just obsessed with screen calls now all of a sudden. You can easily sell, you know what? He's not been coached very well. He has flaws, yes, but we can coach those flaws out of them or out of him or coach around those flaws to still have him be a successful quarterback. He's worth taking a flyer on in the third or fourth round pick. And why I think if you're the Vikings, why it's the perfect fit and why you should be aggressive is. Number one, he's cheaper than Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And I think Kirk Cousins' market will be heavy. Like, if I'm the Steelers, right now, I'm throwing the bag at Kirk. Because he's exactly what Pittsburgh needs. You have a championship-level defense. Some good weapons on offense as well. Now, the offensive line needs to improve. But otherwise, you need a veteran quarterback that's ready to win right now. Not a developmental guy in Kenny Pickett who is not very good and is never going to be the quarterback you think he could be. His ceiling's just way too low. So get Kirk in there. And I think right now, going forward, you can feel pretty good about the direction of Pittsburgh. I would be all in if I'm the Steelers on getting Kirk to town next year. 
So I don't think it's as, as simple for the Vikings of, oh, we're just going to sign him and, and all is going to be well. We're going to run it back here. I mean, Minnesota, for what, the last three or four years, has strung Kirk along where it's one-year extension, one-year extension, one-year extension. This is fine the first year they where they made him a lame duck. But usually they have, they've been very hesitant in locking him up long-term. So it's easy to deduce that they are not really sold long-term on Cousins and him being the guy to take you over the top. And if you're in Minnesota right now, you have a creative head coach in Kevin O'Connell who has shown to have success with multiple quarterbacks. I mean, hell, the, the Vikings are in the playoff mix right now with Jaron Hall starting a game and now Joshua Dobbs starting a few games as well. And they're right there in the middle of the playoff mix. O'Connell has shown to being creative, a good offensive mind, good play caller. Also, you have one of the best wide receivers in the league in Justin Jefferson. You have some good ancillary wide receivers as well in Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne. The offensive line in Minnesota is way better than the one in Chicago. You have, I think, the right pieces on the offense and the right coaching staff and how creative they are to bring fields in and get the most out of them. If you're in Minnesota right now, going to a very interesting offseason where you expect to give Jefferson a mega extension and make him probably the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL, that means it's going to be tough to pay the quarterback and pay other guys. So why not go cheap, bring Justin Fields in, who still will have two years bare minimum on his his rookie deal um, before you even got to think about the franchise tag. So you have some controllable, cheaper years Still to work with that quarterback, bring in an athletic guy with a creative head coach with good weapons on offense. Like if you're Minnesota, you're taking off. You're feeling really good about your future going forward and really good about competing, not just in the NFC for a playoff spot, but even pushing the lines for the division. So a team, I think that should be the most aggressive. That would be the best landing spot for Bears quarterback Justin Fields should he be available this offseason. I think it's a team in division. And if you're going to say, well, Ryan, why would the Bears trade him in division? Well, if you're the Bears and you're drafting Caleb Williams, you're drafting Drake Bay, why do you care then where Fields goes? Uh, where Fields goes? You're obviously moving off of him because you don't think he's a good quarterback. So why should you care then if he goes to Minnesota? You should think, well, he's not very good. No matter what they do in Minnesota, they're not going to get the most out of him. So trading him in division, to me, is not a concern if you're Chicago. That's why I think that's the team that makes the most sense, the team that should be the most aggressive. If Fields is available this offseason, should be the Minnesota Vikings. But speaking of which now, at least the Bears, that is, we also did start the show. I did open with why I think the Bears should trade the number one overall pick for a head coach. I think right now a head coach is a more glaring weakness for the Bears than quarterback. Because for all of the history, we talk about the Bears never having a quarterback, never finding that franchise guy, never having a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards in a season. Sure, some of that is just on bad draft picks and bad development. Some of that's, though, on bad coaching. And if I'm Chicago, I think I want a sure thing. No, forget I think. I know I want a sure thing. And that's why I would give up the number one overall pick. I would give up a legitimate resource to call the Rams for Sean McVay, call the 49ers for Kyle Shanahan, call the Giants for Brian Dayball, call the Colts for Shane Sykin. 
Try to give them an offer they can't refuse. And the number one overall pick with, by the way, a quarterback in Caleb Williams, who's the same class in terms of Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, John Elway, of that can't-miss prospect. Sure, we're talking about heavy hitters here at head coach in terms of some of the best in the league. But you have a chance if you're any one of these teams in the Rams, Giants, 49ers, Colts, to get a generational talent at quarterback. And that's, I think, they definitely teams would consider giving up a good head coach. Or I should say, really, a great head coach for a great quarterback. So 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. It is Ryan Hickey with right here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm willing to do it. Are you? If your team was in the Bears situation, downtrodden, bad head coach, bad offensive game plan, bad quarterback, would you use the number one overall pick to get a quarterback or get a head coach? John is called from South Carolina. What's up, John? Hey, you're right about most of what you're saying. The big problem about even a great head coach, offensive, defense, whatever, if you ain't got the horses, you can be like, you know, Tomlin whipping to 500 every year. And and why not Belichick? Throw him in the mix. He's a look what he did for Tom Brady and look what he's done for Mac Jones. John, I'm glad it's you like, brought up Bill Belichick because that's a guy <laughs> I am absolutely trading nothing for. I think any team would be well, foolish to trade for Bill Belichick. What has he done in the last few years that gives you confidence, John, that if you have a young quarterback or right now have an uh, are in quarterback purgatory, that he's the right guy not only to find the right quarterback, but develop the right guy? Cam Newton no, joke, stinks. Mac Jones, not very good. Bailey Zappi's not much better either. How he's handled everything so far, John, scares the hell out of me since Tom Brady left. Well, yeah, it was a joke. I was making a fun of Bill Belichick. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I, my bad, John. Yeah. I missed a joke. I missed a joke. No, no, I'm, a, I'm not a good joke teller. Hey, but here's what I would do if I was Chicago, and I would do this if I was any NFL owner. It doesn't matter who your coach is, and we've seen enough good quarterbacks ruined by bad offensive lines, let alone good coaching and bad offensive lines. I would be Chicago. I'd trade fields, get linemen. I take all those great draft picks they do, and I draft offensive linemen for two years, and then free agent quarterback, uh, pick a young quarterback. You got all the money invested, not in a quarterback, but nothing but your linemen. And you know, then you can get a free agent quarterback, pick up some free agent linemen along the way, offense in two years. Yeah, your team's gonna suck, and then guess what? In your third year, you'll probably still get a good draft pick. But you'll have money, and you'll have the offensive line. And without an offensive line, no quarterback. We all know that. I watched Tim Couch get beat to death. He was yeah. a young, great, can't-lose prospect. Trevor Lawrence, if they didn't get rid of Urban Meyer for whatever reason, he didn't do all the crazy shit, but he just kept the job. Yeah. Trevor- no, you're right about that, John. I appreciate the call, buddy. Um, I mean, Urban was just I mean, total train wreck. But this is what I'll say. Look, even if you go, if you want to say, you know what? Number one overall pick, number four overall pick. Let's go get a quarterback. I mean, let's go get offensive lineman. Excuse me. You still don't have a head coach. And that's still one of the biggest problems for the Bears. You know, they've had good offensive lines in the past. Their issue is they swing and miss on quarterbacks, but they also don't develop them. I think Justin Fields has talent. I think for me, he's been mismanaged more by bad coaching than him just sucking. And so if you're the Bears, and let's just say you get Sean McVay, 
I would feel pretty good about not only Sean McVay's expertise and ability to win with whoever's on the field, but also his ability to identify good quarterbacks. And say, you know what? It's almost like you get, in a way, a head coach and a de facto GM. Where you can feel like, you know what? This head coach has had a lot of offensive success. He can identify what he wants at quarterback. He likes this guy. It could be in the first round. It could be in the fourth round. Let's go take him because he thinks he can win with them. I mean, McVay showed he can win with multiple quarterbacks. Shanahan can win with literally anyone. Shane Sykin is winning with Gardner Minshew. And Brian Dayball took a total raw stallion, if you will, in Josh Allen and got the best two years out of him in Buffalo. And took Daniel Jones to the playoffs last year. Daniel Jones owes his entire $160 million um, contract to Brian Dayball. I would feel really good about any of those four guys being on my team, having success no matter who the quarterback is. And the Bears haven't been able to say that a head coach is Mike Dicka. I'm going all in if I'm the Bears. And you know what? Give me a head coach or give me death. Give me death. All right. When we return here, it's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. We are minutes away from the penultimate college football playoff rankings being revealed. I'll give you my top four and explain why Florida State is eighth. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. 